Hello and welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and I know I've been like on and off with posting this. I have been going through mega changes (laughs) in my perception of reality. Therefore, my own reality has been shifting a lot. So I appreciate your patience in me sorting all of this out. If you've ever heard the song by, um, oh God, what's her name? It's like upside down, inside out and round and round. That's how my life has been. It's been upside down, inside out, round and round. I've basically been clothes in a washing machine. <laughs> That's how I felt. And it hasn't felt bad. It's just different. And I'm so aware of it. So I really, 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 really appreciate your patience. And I wanted to share something that I hope and I know will be a huge contribution and of value to you. So as you know, I've been facilitating a lot of breath work and it's so cool. Oh, I just, people are like, aren't, aren't you bored? Just like, Like, what do you do while people are breathing so much? I mean, holding space is truly like one of the most honorable things you could do for anybody. And in case you're like, what is holding space? Let me just give you a quick definition. And I'm going to talk about something that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. And that is death. And I'm going to whisper it. But I'm going to talk about death. If you've ever been around someone who's dying, you know that all the bullshit of our everyday life goes away. It just melts. And when you're around that person, what do you do? You just hold space for them. You just hold space for them to have whatever experience. You don't try to fix them or change them or do anything. You just hold space. And yet in our everyday lives, it's like, at least for me, I'll just talk about me. I just pretended like I didn't know how to do that and like forgot because I got caught up in everyone else's drama and trauma of everyday life. But somehow it's like the thing that amazes me is that death, somehow all the bullshit is gone. And it's like if you think about it, there's one thing that our um, reality and our society and our culture never sells and it's death. And I find that extremely interesting. I always look at what's like on the fringe of reality because that's what the that's what the evolution is going to be and the thing that I'm so interested in that I've been talking to a lot of people about privately is death and how I'm very interested in it because it's the one thing media never tries to sell and that's because there is nothing to sell like what are you going to sell there's nothing and I've also noticed being around um, people that are dying um or even going through like the death rebirth quote-unquote process myself it's like all the bullshit goes away and you're left with awareness and just being super aware of what is happening and holding space for all of it and not trying to change any of it that's what holding space is so are you kidding me I feel completely honored to hold space for people as they're breathing and having transformative processes and the one thing I want to share with you too, and this was something I found hella interesting, and maybe you will too, and maybe you won't, and maybe it's just a waste of time, but I, it's coming to my awareness right now, so I want to bring it up. I went to a Buddhist event on death in literally January 
2020. I'm not even kidding. It was like the first weekend in January. And I knew I had to go to this event. Like it was calling me like on speed dial. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that kind of call. And I literally didn't go to like a family event. And I was like raining. And I remember it was at UFT. And I was like, what am I doing here? But as soon as I walked in the room, I was like, oh my God, I'm I'm slip like I'm supposed to be here. And what was so cool about it, I had no idea what was coming in 2020. But what was so cool is that there were so many people who wanted to give alternative perspectives on death and just let people know, like, hey, there's a different possibility. I learned so much that day that was hugely important for me in um, supporting a lot of other people who experienced death that year. Um, it made me um, a better person. I was able to hold space very differently because I had a different understanding on death and a different perspective on death. And so I met a lot of people, actually, a lot, whoa, a lot of people. I'm just even reflecting on it in 2020 who lost people very close to them. And I was actually able to have like fairly intimate conversations with these people. And it wasn't just like, you know, relatives that they they don't talk to like for some of them it was like parents you know and for me personally I experienced the like loss of our family cat that we had for 15 years and I knew exactly what to do because of this event and one of the I mean there's so many things that I learned but I'll just share the the thing that probably was like the ding dong moment (laughs) for me there was this woman and she was um, talking about um, the WHO's definition of health and it was basically like the absence of disease which they've now changed but back then it was like that and she was basically explaining how like all of their definitions of um of health are very scientific and then when you get to something called palliative care which is basically when someone's dying how do we take care of them um it's the first time that the word spiritual is used and hold on oh my god they've changed this too i'm just on the who's um website okay so wow they've changed their definition how interesting (laughs) i didn't know you could do that so often but here we are this is this reality and i'm not judging it i'm just here for it anyway um, okay, so basically her whole point was like when you talk about health, uh, it's a very science-based definition. And again, they've changed them, so I'm not even going to go into what they are. But back then I wrote them down and they were all very science-based. And they definitely didn't talk about family and definitely did not talk about spirituality at all. And then all of a sudden, the same World Health Organization, you talk about palliative care, which essentially is uh, when people are dying. And this is what their WHO website says right now. Palliative care is a crucial part of integrated people-centered health services, relieving serious health-related suffering, be it physical, psychological, social, or spiritual, is a global ethical responsibility. And then it goes into like the different types of suffering of cardiovascular disease, cancer, or whatever. Um, drug-resistant tuberculosis. Wow, they go into... (laughs) Um, Interesting. So anyway, um, 
she found that really interesting how like in health it's like we never talk about at least on like a definition level it's very rare I shouldn't say never it's like it's very rarely talked about in terms of social or spiritual It's definitely not mentioned in a definition and then all of a sudden when it comes to palliative care we talk about it it's like well we know you're going to die now so like we can offer you these things but what about living you know, what about that? And so I find that really interesting. So I just wanted to bring that to your awareness today because I feel like it's something that has been a huge contribution to me because I've thought about everything very differently, you know. Um, in terms of the people I was holding space for, I thought about that, you know, like how important is it to have other people who can be around you when someone has passed away? But what about before that process? Like, what about before it's, it's like even palliative care, you know? And I think now after COVID, we have, we all have a greater awareness about that. And so it's just something to think about. And it's something that has come up a lot as I've been talking about breath work and I've been, you know, not publicly on this podcast, but in my own circles, everyone knows that I'm interested in death and I've been doing a lot of research on death. I've been going to events that have been around death. And I've been learning so many different tools. And if there's an interest, I will share them on this podcast. And, you know, in my circle of friends, a lot of people are very interested in this. And I'm calling it a death project. And I'm getting a lot of interest from my friends, which is really interesting for me. I didn't even think people were as interested as me, which is just obviously very limiting. And I believe we're all interested for the same reason, but that is not why I wanted to take 10 minutes and talk about, but it's coming up. So I wanted to share it with you, but I do want to share a tool that I've learned from my, uh, my breathwork clients. Um, well, a tool that I shared with them that has been a huge contribution to them that I, I would like to offer you as well. So what's interesting is that when, so the type of breathwork I facilitate is is not guided. It's non-directional, meaning I'm not telling you breathe now, breathe now, breathe now, breathe in, breathe out. I'm not doing that because I realize that every body is different. Everybody and every body is different and requires different things given what's going on in people's lives. And you, your body knows what it requires and you know what to do. And so what's so cool is that I I hold space for people so that they can go as deep as they can in their process. And I've gone pretty deep in my process. So it's really cool to hold space for people to access that themselves. And then afterwards, so I'm not talking. And after the breathwork session, I call you back. And that's the, the, the most important job I of my whole thing is to bring you back. <laughs> and then I hold space for, for people and they can share you know, their experience as little or as much as they want. I do my best not to put pressure on people. And what's interesting is everyone is so excited to share. And what's the coolest thing is that I, what I see, and I wish everyone could see this. Um, and I even wish my breathwork participants could see themselves. And I mean, they can, it's on zoom, but <laughs> um, when it's online, but what's so cool is that I what I see in, in people is like this bright eyed excitement, like a child, like, you know, when you see a kid and kids are like so excited and you just get so excited because you're like, Oh my God. What's so cool is that there's these, like the, the expression on people's faces is, is everything to me. 
because they're just so excited like oh my god oh my god and then this happened and then this and then this and then oh my god and then that and then that kind of like a kid you you know when a kid's telling you a story it's like and then and then and then and then (laughs) that's exactly how people are and it's so funny it's not every time but a large majority of the times it's like that and it's so cool for me to be on the receiving end of because it's just amazing it's so so what's so interesting I'll tell you first what clients have said to me when I'm like okay like you know what are you feeling like you know tell me what's going on you know in your world and this thing people keep using the same words and I hella pay attention to the words that people use and the word that was coming up the most often was light and they would specifically say feel light not like I see bright lights or like I am light it was, I feel light. I feel light. I don't know. I just feel light. I feel clear. I feel at ease. And I'm like, wow, okay, what is that? And I looked up the the definition from a dictionary from like the 1940s. And lighter, light, actually means a greater sense of possibility, a greater sense of space, which I think is the coolest thing ever. And ease with all of those things. And it makes sense to me because think about it, when you are stressed out all the time, you feel contracted and heavy. And when you're not stressed out, you feel light. (laughs) But if feeling heavy has become normal for you, then feeling light is going to be weird. It's going to be uncomfortable for you to be and feel light. And what's cool about light too is it's a it it's a perception of space. Space around you, space to create. Like what if you had more space around you, space to create, and you didn't feel so compressed? Would that change your life? I'm going to go with probably, (laughs) you know, and it's really cool because some people are like, oh my God, space, I'm just going to go be and create and flow. And then some people kind of freak out because they're so used to being in their head and being heavy. And when you're outside of your head, which is the only way you can perceive space. So what's so interesting is that I have realized this and I've become aware of it you cannot perceive space in your head. You have to be outside of your head in order to perceive space. It's like you can't think light. Like even when I say that, you're you're like, I can't compute it. Because <laughs> you can't. <laughs> and I'm not saying that as like an opinion. It's just a fact. You cannot think light. You cannot perceive space in your head either. And that's where people get hung up and stuck because they're in their head looking for something that they probably will never find. And I realized too, it's like part of the conditioning of this reality. It's like if you just understand something enough, you can change it. And that's not true. I mean, I've tried it. And it doesn't feel true for me. 
I'm saying that as a very general thing, but it doesn't feel true for me. But I tried, man. I am, I will work my ass off. I will work harder than anybody. And I have extreme curiosity. So you put those things together. And if you tell me something will work, I'll give it my best shot. And I really tried the whole, if I understand it in my mind and I work hard enough, I can change it. Didn't work for me. The further I got outside of my mind and with less effort, I was able to make profound changes. And the way it was phrased to me is like, if you could figure things out and change things from your mind, you'd already do it. It'd be done. Like if you want a better relationship or more money, everyone's talking about more money and because there's like a huge crisis going on in the world, right? So everybody wants more money. Sure, let's just go with that. And if you want more money, do you think it's going to come from your mind? People try to figure out, well, I could work more hours. I could do that. I could do that. Is that working? If it is, great. Go go for it. I mean, no problem. I tried it. Did not do diddly shit for me. I ended up more miserable and working harder, and I got burned out. It did not work for me. And then I still tried it again because I'm like, well, I know this. <laughs> and it wasn't until I finally let go of my mind and started following more energy that my life shifted. I started to learn what it's like to make decisions for me. It actually put me in the computation and not feel selfish about it, which is a whole topic in and of itself. But just for today, just consider this for me, just for this moment, just for today. What if you had more space in your life? What if you could not even have more space? What if you could perceive more space around you? What if you could perceive more possibilities? What if you didn't have to choose what you've always chosen? What if there was another possibility? What would happen? Would your life change? And so what's cool about this, so if you've listened this long, I do have a gift for you because what's so cool is you can use this as a tool for you. Because after breathwork, people are like, oh my God, I want to remember everything that happened in my breathwork session, which is also a sign of them going back to their minds. But without judging anybody, I just say use this tool. Whatever feels light for you is true for you. Follow that. If it feels heavy for you, it is not true for you. Do not do that thing. (laughs) Or do it, but don't expect anything to change or don't expect anything to happen. Expect to be pretty miserable. (laughs) I don't actually mean that. But if if you know something is heavy... And you do it anyway. You know, just know that you're working against yourself. You're using a lot of energy against you. And again, I'm not judging you for being like, you know, right or wrong for. I just want you to be aware. The number one thing I'm telling you is because sometimes humans are very interesting, me included. And I had to, like things were heavy. I was aware they were heavy and I chose them anyway. And I did that enough times because I was like, oh my God, I'm choosing against me. What dumb, dumb crap is this? And then I decided to not choose that. And not even decided. I just chose something different. (laughs) 
And I'm going to suggest you don't go through my learning curve and you just do it. But again, it's up to you. This is what I know for sure. You know how like Oprah always says like, what is the one thing you know for sure? This is what I know for sure. If you perceive something as lighter for you, it's true for you. So you know when it's lighter because it's not heavy, (laughs) you know, like sometimes, you know, depending on where you're at in your journey, people are like, how do I know lighter? I'm like, is it heavy? They're like, no, then that's, then go in that direction. And sometimes people are like, but I'm so used to heavy. That's okay. Take one step outside of your comfort zone and do one thing that feels light for you. You know, like people are like, well, I just have this urge to go outside and I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's nighttime. I'm like, does it feel light? Like, well, I I, I don't know. Does it feel heavy? No. (laughs) Okay, then do that. (laughs) And it's like people need some kind of permission to do it. So not that it's my place to ever give it, but if you need permission to go do the thing that's light, do it. And it's probably not going to take as long as you think. You're not going to have to leave your kids for three days. And all these excuses that I hear No, it's probably going to be really fast. But it's the energy that we use against ourselves that gets us into trouble. Here's another mic drop moment. The only person powerful enough to stop you is you. That's going to land for some of you. It's not going to land for everybody. The ones who that lands for and who are still like listening to this, I suggest you look at where you're using energy against yourself and just stop that and watch your life change. So use the tool of light versus heavy. I promise you it will definitely change your life. You will definitely not be in your mind and things will change rapido. They will change rapido. And um, I know that things live on the internet forever and this is going to live on the internet. And I'm so excited if you're listening in the future because this is still going to be valuable. (laughs) Um, I know it is. It's always true and it's always going to be valuable. So I'm very, very excited. If you've tuned in, thank you so much for listening this far. I so appreciate you tuning in and please let me know if this is like how this is impacting your life. It's so cool to hear from my breathwork peeps how this is helping them in life. And I would love to hear from you as well. And um, If you want to leave this podcast a rating and review on iTunes, we love that. It helps people find us and I would be so grateful for that as well. And I'm grateful for you tuning in today. If you want to find me on the social channels, you can find me at Dr. Tracy Debbie on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm also um, just Tracy Debbie on LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out to me on any of those. I would love to have a conversation with you and just talk about anything, basically, really. And if you have any interest in death as well, let me know. I'm looking to collaborate with people that are interested in that as well. All right, my friends, I will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.